the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the hosts and guests are their own, and not those of 930 AM, The Answer, or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Lick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and we're here to talk gardening with you at 308-8867, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. So give us a call. We had lots of folks calling us yesterday, so we hope to hear from you if you couldn't get in yesterday at 308-8867, or better yet, come on by. Visit with us, and uh, we have lots of folks gardening today and out here getting plants, and I've seen, uh, the, let's see, what have I seen? The mountain laurel, uh, someone got one of those, a big one. Uh, those are on sale, by the way. Um, let's see, tomatoes. I wonder why. Maybe people have seen them blooming all over town. I'm thinking they might. There's one pretty one in front of us. Uh, yeah, they are blooming all over town. They look gorgeous, and, and the smell, you just got to love the smell of it. Yeah. Uh, grape Kool-Aid, right? Yeah. So don't, don't eat the mountain laurel or drink the grape Kool-Aid, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. In it's both amazing cases. the people over there that were buying uh, Texas mountain laurel. Yeah. Big, some, some of them were this big. Oh, yeah. Blooming. I, I guess they see them out there. So has anybody noticed this except me? What? That the mountain laurels are not as blue as they usually are. I had the, somebody, the blooms are kind of. I had somebody in the question and answer say, "Why are some bluer the right, than other right, ones?" Right, right, right. And that, that's really apparent this year. Most, most of the, most years they're they're blue all over. I mean, you know, the majority of them are blue, dark blue, but now. I've just noticed a long, long 1604. It's not just your. You here. just had recently had a birthday. It's not just your sight is kind of. No, well look at that one right there. Yeah. See, that's not that's not dark blue. No, that's kind of a. It's got a kind of a fade, but a faded or rusty color. Yeah, but it's the second week of it now. This is. No, that doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Well, but it never you, was dark you, blue. It doesn't fade. Okay, I don't know. This that's just anecdotal evidence, Milton. You don't have to. Oh, I don't have your to buy anecdotal into it. evidence is almost as good as his <laughs> anecdote. <laughs> but anyway, I just I just want. I, well, I we can we can ask our listeners if I they want to call in. Yeah. and Give us some mountain laurel reports. Now, are, are your mountain laurels uh, as blue as they have been in past now, now years? Now some some early bloomers plants were uh, 
affected by the freeze, but I'm not seeing any damage. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, yeah, not, not seen. I was kind of looking for that damage on Texas Mountain Laurel. I haven't seen any. Oh, you haven't seen red, any? Red buds, uh, they they struck me as being not as showy as they have in past years. but they. Yeah, maybe the buds were forming or something before they really had... That freeze happened before they went into full bloom. Lady so Banks. Maybe, maybe the buds were damaged. Yeah. Lady Banks roses, though, are really going that strong. Could, that could explain the uniformity of that uh, lack of color. Yeah. Um, butterfly roses are blooming up a storm. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Knockout roses are knockouts. knockouts. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> That, that was well-named, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, boy. That was well-named. You see them uh, well, uh, kind of, by our offices. They're not my favorite, but this this time of the year, it's hard not to yeah. describe them as being pretty spectacular. Yeah. They, uh, we had uh, last, last week uh, 279 people came in to Plant Answers, uh, logged into Plant Answers, and... Uh, Looked up the information on uh, Texas Mountain Laurel, so uh, hey, we, I, I don't know whether they're just seeing uh, their adaptability or whether they're they've noticed that uh, lack of blue color. Well, we like got I have. we got Tom on the line. He wants to talk about Mountain Laurel, so maybe he's got a report for us. He's called us at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven with his Mountain Laurel report. I guess. Hi, Tom. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you? Hey guys, uh, I've been in. San Antonio for 21 years now, and I have yet to see Can you a hear? blue mountain laurel. I think Jerry just means the deepness of the purple. Yeah, the deepness yeah, they're, of the they're purple. purple. <laughs> now, I, I, and I'm with Jerry. I have noticed they're they're, they're a little faded this year. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a good a good explanation. Yeah, I bet it was neighbor. that freeze. Now, the more I think about it, the more. I think it's that free. In my neighborhood, we have one that actually uh, I consider an albino mountain laurel because it's almost white every year. Yeah, yeah, there, there's white ones around, uh, and uh, people people always wanted wanted me to to uh, you know develop a white one. Uh, we we've got some, but the problem is you can't root them. They don't they don't root. They have to be grown from seed. So they're very they're very difficult to root. So you'd have to plant a whole bunch and you. Oh yeah, take years. Ninety nine blue ones and one white one. Took took forty years with blue bonnets. It'd probably take <laughs> eighty with um, when you're dealing with a, a deciduous shrub. You know, I mean not a deciduous shrub, but a a shrub that takes that long to to grow and bloom. Tom, do you recall them blooming this early in the past? I can't remember when they bloom. No, they blew, I, they're yeah. early. They're early? They okay. Very, very early. It took us completely by surprise that my knockout rose bush is doing the same thing. Hey, guys, I'm about to pull into the Fitters uh, Road Brush Collection Center, and I need to hang up. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Talk to you later. Thank you for calling. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, 308-8867. All right, you can call us with your Mount Laurel Some reports. things are not early, though. The the uh, paper whites in the cemetery iris. Right. They're kind of backed up because we've had them bloom. I know we've written about them in January before. What's the big purple flowered iris, I think? What, I think it's an iris. What's, what is that? 
Is that well, blooming? That, one, that one's just... That's blooming, blooming in our yard. Yeah, yeah, it's blooming in my yard even. Blooming all over. That's Which one is that? I don't know. It's just one of the Dutch They call it the purple hours. Oh, I see. <laughs> You know, it's not quite as purple as it was last year. We used to call those flags. We used to call those flags. Oh, okay. F L A G. Well, the blue, the blue, the blue ones we call blue flags for sure. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this one he's talking about, though, I noticed that too. It's, it's it must have the, something in the genetics that's responded to this weather because it is blooming. Yeah. And a number of sites, including my land, my, my landscape, got lots of iris, but they're. That's the only one, other than the cemetery iris, that are showing any action. Yeah. But if it was the cold that made those blooms less purple, excuse me, that's okay. Blue. Uh, (laughs) uh, The uh, maybe the ones that are that are uh, there are some you see mixed with these faded colors. That are dark, the dark, the dark purple that you, that you're looking for, and uh, I bet you, if if that they are late bloomers. See, all 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 uh, mountain laurels are seedling. Po- it's a seedling population, so that means that you have uh, the differences in uh, earliness of bloom and and intensity of of color bloom and. Things like that that varies from plant to plant, even side by side. So that so, in, in my in does my, that sound familiar, Milton? What like live oaks? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, I, I bet I bet you that, that that those were just far enough. Uh, they were still dormant enough that when that cold weather came, that uh, of course anybody's. Theory is as good as yeah. the next person's hypothesis. You know, we, we said that the roses, including the Lady Banks and the um, others, are tough modern roses are blooming up a storm. Uh, another one is the uh, that Rusty Haw Viburnum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, it's kind of, mine is kind of hidden away in a corner, and it's just covered, you know, with with bloom, white bloom. Yeah. And that's the one that. It's not a shade lover. It's a, it's the sun lover. Um, that that's that's a plant that we uh, we should do more with, I think. But it's hard to find. You yeah. Know, the ones that are available, like here at the nursery, they're huge, big, you know, in big yeah. containers. But and that that one usually has berries. The one I've got is I got from Paul Cox, which is an experimental one that's sterile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But gosh, yeah, the, right now it's spectacular with that bloom. Hmm. But I think there'd be a lot of. Uh, this is the time of the year to discover some of the things you've forgotten in your landscape. Your <laughs> uh, larkspur, the larkspur will be. They're they're coming up everywhere, and uh, I wonder if that lady. Remember, we had that little bet. I wonder if the, any of the blue bonnets. I was just, I was. What I was thinking of there is that a lot of times I go out and look for blue bonnets. Yeah. And don't see them. Right. And then I go out two weeks later, a little more careful, and they're, they're they are, or they're a little bigger or something. Oh, that's right. She's the one that didn't yeah. have any plants up, and I yeah. said that you ain't ha- you ain't having any. Yeah, and that always surprises me <laughs> if you if you've got a site that they've come up. 
every year for a while. I just can't believe they're so tough. I can't believe there won't be some of them. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've been uh, we're heavy into roguing our blue bonnet plantings now, and uh, we rogued our ladybird Johnson. Do you get a team of? I, 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 this year I'm having good luck with the master gardeners. Do you have to give them tranquilizers? And, uh, good garden volunteer groups. Uh, uh, pull it, roguing them. But uh, the last one we we did Thursday, we did the uh, Lady Bird Johnson uh, Royal Blue Blue Bonnet, and uh, the so we were we were reduced to going ahead and pulling out everything that wasn't blue, so they could they could they could handle that. But <laughs> even though they were pulling them out, even though I told them it wasn't going to work. They took them. They took them. Because I remember a lot of pink, especially I, the pink. Yeah, it must have been seven or eight years ago when I we I went out to one of your uh, sites and your and the ma- master gardeners or gardening volunteers were out there working and and there was just this gasp. Oh, when yeah. When you explained, and then the, but I noticed that. Everybody was kind of making trips to their car with yeah, the growing yeah, yeah. plants. <laughs> my 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 group had gotten pretty tough, but uh, we were we got into the situation of uh, it seems with with the uh, uh, there's a lot of purple. That that Ladybird Johnson uh, Royal Blue uh, Blue Bonnet is real close to purple. I mean it's it's dark. The 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 true Ladybird Johnson uh Royal Blue is 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 uh, a dark, dark blue. That's where we really were selected. Yeah, in fact and, and, when you're around and, and Stephen F. Austin graduates, don't you declare it as Yeah, purple. purple. <laughs> and I I have trouble because I, I they're so pretty. You hate to, hate to pull them up, so you, I'll de- designate them as purple. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Larry Stein and uh, Greg Grant and that bunch will come along and say, "No fool, that's blue. That's not purple." So uh, just just like the fellow that called in, yeah. you know, he he said they're not blue. They're purple. But that that. That color is real close. Oh, is that? No, that's not the same one that we was at the rodeo last year. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it sure was. And actually, when they were grouped together, yeah, they looked like purple. Uh huh. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we I th- I think because there's in a, in a planting of uh, rogue uh, ladybird Johnson royal blue, there's probably. Thirty percent of them that are purple, that are true purple, and uh, of course the other seventy percent, if they're rogue, are uh, are the Ladybird Johnson Royal Blue. So uh, rather than pulling the pulling all all trying to pull all the purples out, which we should have done, but uh, we we've, we've declared we're probably going to have a mix. Anytime, <laughs> anytime you plant. Ladybird Johnson, Roar Blue, uh, you're going to have some purples in there. But just like just and like Milton said, it's it's hard to tell the difference uh, 
once once they get to growing and side then by side. Does it help you understand why it's taken him forty five years? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but my my group got a good uh, understanding of um, of uh, the difference between blue bonnet transplants and and growing them from direct seed. Because when you're Rogan, of course, if they're if they were put in there with uh, uh, the peat pots attached and everything, they're fairly easy to pull out. But when you direct seed them in there, they've got a tap root, mm. and also they're they're we didn't thin them. So uh, when you go in there to remove an off color, uh, you have to be very careful not to remove. The ones you want to keep. How is that? And they're hard to they break oh. off rather than pulling out easily yeah. and things like that. So it's it's not an easy task to do. Some plants, and I suppose it's not possible with uh, blue bonnets because they'll come back. But sometimes in thinning, it's easier just to to cut to pull the top off right. to try to get the roots out because that's could. that's pretty well what we had to do with a lot of these that were direct seeded. But uh, but you got to do that, Rogan, and and you're talking about coming up at different stages. Uh, these that we planted, uh, these that we were Rogan the other day were. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, 12 to 14, maybe 14 to 18 inches tall. Gracious, they were big things. Yeah, and. Uh, but uh, the, so uh, the mother plantings that we have about as big as a dinner dinner plate, and that's the best time to do the rogan. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to Trace about what's going on here at the nursery. So hang on. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to thank everybody that came out to Millburgers and enjoyed David Rodriguez's EarthKind seminar on spring garden cleanup. You know what? If you missed it, I'm so sorry, but let me give you some advice. Go to MillburgerNursery.com, MillburgerNursery.com, and you'll find all kinds of activities that are going on and all kinds of classes, too. Classes on roses that are coming up, kids' gardening classes, and much, much more. That's MillburgerNursery.com. You'll also find what's on sale this week, like the begonias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 98 cents each. Petunias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 88 cents each. This is a great saving on geranium beautiful geraniums on sale and the six inch pot just 488 and texas mountain laurels are blooming all around town if you don't have this great texas traditional plant it's on sale right now in the five gallon container for 1888 all that at millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on bull 40 road i'd like to introduce you to karen bagwell of blue rose christian counseling specializing in anxiety depression ocd trauma grief and relationships and karen what relationship doesn't have stress Stress is completely normal, and if managed properly, instead of tearing down, it can be used to build up relationships. So, Karen, where does this building start? Call me, Karen Bagwell, at 210-264-2565. For Blue Rose Christian Counseling, bluerosechristiancounseling.com. Everyone stop and listen to this word, insurance. 
Does it cause anxiety, worry, confusion? This is Larry Elder. Insurance is designed to provide you peace and comfort. And if you agree, you're not alone. Many Texans come to PAX Insurance saying the very same thing. That's why PAX Insurance Services exists, to help you feel informed, comfortable, and peaceful in your insurance coverage. Think of PAX as your insurance concierge, gathering quotes and designing a strategic insurance plan from a number of companies. That way they find the best product for you, all at no cost to you. It's totally free to work with PAX. So why not? They're local to San Antonio and only service Texas. Oh, and there's one big difference from other insurance companies. PAX has real financial advisors on staff. PAX looks at insurance as part of a bigger overall financial picture, not just a product to sell you. Call PAX Insurance Service at 210-998-3081. That's 210-998-3081. Or go to PAXinsuranceservices.com. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic get it. When they started Climate Magic in 1985, it was a partnership they knew would succeed with San Antonio families if they stuck to the basics when it came to servicing air conditioners and heaters. Climate Magic will always super serve you. They know if they take care of you, you'll take care of them with repeat business and good referrals. That's what's kept them in business for over 30 years. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic share the values of our great city. Dave is from San Antonio, and Gary stayed here after serving our country in the military. Both Gary and Dave have degrees in air conditioning and heating. They stay up to date on the latest changes, and they pass on that education to their seasoned pros and on to you, as Climate Magic has always had the heart of a teacher. Here's the deal. Climate Magic knows there's a lot of AC companies in town, but they're in it for the long haul. No gimmicks or games or sales pitches. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic want to serve you and take care of you when there's an emergency. Here's the number to put in your phone and on your fridge. It's 340-8240. That's 210-340-8240 for Climate Magic. ClimateMagic.com. Texas License 1531 Joe Walsh wants the Trump team to learn from mistakes. We're three weeks, four weeks into the Trump presidency, and one of his most senior officials, one of his top officials, has been fired. And my hope is, as we get into this story, my hope is that, that Trump and his team learn from this. The Joe Walsh Show. Weeknights at 10 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer on an overcast day. We're live here at Millburgers 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And uh, we're talking to you about gardening at 308-8867. You uh, you got Trace angry with your squash question and you left. <laughs> so he'll be back in a second. He's, he says he's got some more tomatoes coming in next week. Well, yeah, we were talking about the, the tomatoes, the the rodeo tomatoes. Everybody seems to be trying the rodeo tomatoes. Good. I wonder how sales were at the rodeo. Uh, I'm, David's supposed to call in, so maybe. Oh, we'll that's find right. Out. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, re- let's remind everybody, Jerry, you know, about the. Um, it's neat that everybody's getting the tomatoes, but. Be careful about planting them in the garden this early. Yeah, um, but it's not going to freeze again, is it? <laughs> I know, but the soil is still very cold. <laughs> and uh, you yeah, have, see, you'll in, be, your, in your paper, you say don't don't plant them. Yeah, because the, what will happen is kind of, I call it hardening off. The plants won't die, but they just sit there and stare at you. And that's what you want to avoid with uh, our seasonal tomato planting and this, the varieties we've recommend are the ones that they need to be in charging ahead and right never and never slow down that's right and uh, so i hate it when they stare at what if one of them is blooming that 
That's okay. Okay. And you still pot it up. Okay. Yeah, and then then when you it gets a little warmer, is it staring at you, Milton? Yeah, it's just staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's laughing. It's yeah. creepy. <laughs> I, I think some people probably you could plan some in uh, March fifteenth, but April first is always a safe date. But we'll we'll see what happens, and you know it might might uh, get really warm and everything warms up, and then. Uh, so we won't have any hardening off, but uh, that's the usual thing that happens this time of the year. The selection of tomatoes is great; they look good. Yeah. So you, you know. And how how many people do you think are taking your advice, Kevin, and not planting them in the garden? Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's one of those things like dormant oil spray. Yeah. You know, when when it gets 88 degrees, and, it's about the, uh, about the same some many same amount of people that take your advice to. To uh, thin out the uh, lemons Peaches. and limes <laughs> and, and the satsumas. <laughs> uh, oh, I got a, uh, speaking of lemons and limes, uh, I got a report yet today uh, from uh, Greg Grant, in, uh, he, he lives uh, uh, outside of uh, yeah, Center, uh, C-E-N-T-E-R, uh, Center, Texas, up in uh, deep... Uh, Deep East Texas. Deep East Texas. And he's, he's got a, a, a Arctic frost uh, that he's been getting the actual fruit off of. And his his uh, where he's got them planted, they got 12 degrees. Oofta. And it thinned the foliage on Arctic frost, Arctic frost, but it didn't uh, didn't kill the tree, and it's actually blooming. On Arctic frost, yeah. But now on uh, uh, orange frost, it uh, it 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 didn't kill the tree, but it uh, knocked more foliage off. It did more damage on on orange yeah. frost than it did on Arctic frost, which is what we claim. Yeah, and you can have uh, uh, with the citrus, you can have a difference in damage, just like I do with my lemons. I got one that's. Exactly like the Arctic frost, it got defoliated, but it's putting new foliage on, blooming up a storm. <laughs> not a, not one stem damage. The other one is the top two thirds of the stems are damaged, but it's sprouting from the bottom, and that's even putting on some bloom. Same 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 variety. Same variety. Same level? And Bro. within. 40 feet of each other. Oh, okay. Calvin can't have you be right for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 308-8867, 308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. What's going on, Trace? Ah, well, it's a, a beautiful day out, wonderful temperatures, and we're full of color, customers, mm-hmm. tomatoes, uh, you name it, we probably got it. So let's see, and then you say maybe some more tomatoes coming in. Oh, there's plenty of tomatoes coming in. Good. <laughs> anything uh, different? The, the, anything? No, the newest thing is they're 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 growing a new squash. And it's called Lunar Green. Jerry's looking at me. Wow. Lunar yeah. Green. Lunar. Lunar. Is it is it a squash? Zucchini. It's a squash. So Lunar Green. I bet it's a zucchini. Probably, but uh, anyway, so that's a new, the newest uh, thing in the vegetable area, 
but on the vegetable note, we did really well with the uh, the sale last Saturday. Not yesterday, Saturday, but the Saturday before. So we actually uh, wrote a check for a little under five hundred dollars to uh, to the master gardener. So it's going to go, yeah, going yeah. to, going to uh, benefit the the kids out there. And uh, so I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. Did you? Um, uh, we were expecting the seed uh, wholesalers. Did they f- they fill up the the racks this well, last week? One of them does a really good job of it, and the other one not so much. <laughs> so 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 some of the some of the racks are are full. Well, the ones against the wall. That's that's the company that doesn't come by very often. Fairmore. Uh, I wasn't going to name a name, but oh. um, that that's that, a good that's, seed coming. Well, they don't come except, around. Except for their commercial seat company. Yeah, they don't, they don't come around often. Uh, the other brand, we we see the salesperson regularly, so it's good. Pretty, pretty full all the time. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, they both, they both kind of have the same same qualities of stuff, same types of... Oh, so maybe this is the Lunar Squash. Yeah. It, oh, that's a, a patty pan type of or a little... Yeah, one Scallop. of them. Yeah. Is that what God it is? It says, uh, no, it's, it's lunar squash, blooming season, late spring, summer, late summer, mounded, heavy water, fertilized once a week, exposure to the sun, um, pale green scalloped fruit Scallop. on a, on a Scallop bush pa- type plant is ideal for small space gardening. All right. And it's a summer squash. Yeah, seems so to be. It'll be. It'll work. But uh, the uh, so that's exciting. So when's that coming in? Uh, the, probably Tuesday. Cool. And yeah, and like you said, you got a good. You you can you still got plenty of time to plant uh, plant these summer vegetables from seed. But uh, I guess a lot of people like to use transplants, right? Uh, many many do. It's uh. Yes, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, most so, people, most people are like me; they want instant gratification. They don't want to. Yeah. They don't want to wait and see seeds come <laughs> up or not come up. Calvin, you think they ought to plant the squash in the in the garden soil where it's cold, or should they pot them up? No, I would plant. I would plant them by seed. I don't. They're, they're not. I don't think they have the same uh, sensitivity that the tomatoes do. Oh, okay. So I, I was telling Calvin that he's he, he like me and the thinning of the of the citrus fruit and when he's talking about 88 degrees and people buy these nice tomato transplants they're not gonna put them straight in the garden. Now what I would tell people to do uh, if they hadn't uh, if they want to put them straight in the garden is to wrap them with that uh, that cloth material that. Uh, uh, yeah, you worry more about the cold winds. Yeah, I, I worry and, about the wind. Seed and row cover is the one you're referring to. The seedling row cover. Seed and row cover. Seed and row cover. Okay. So it's it's like the one that they used when it gets cold, but it's half the thickness. Right, right, right. So it lets and, the light in, but not the wind. Right. Or and it doesn't let the bugs in either. There you go. I guess a lot of people though won't won't be worried about. The fact that the crop might be delayed a little bit if it stays cool. So no. that's so that's an issue. The plant won't die. Plants won't die if you plant them early. They just uh, 
look at you. Yeah. They stand there and stare at you. Creepy little plants. Oh, remember the years don't stare at you too long. Calvin's plants stare at him. Yeah, the same thing. The same thing happens in the fall, but for the opposite reason. It's so hot. Oh, they just and they're at least putting out roots because then. then I bet they're mad at you in the fall. Because it's so hot out there. We yeah. have had such great tomato <laughs> production these last few years. Oh, we yeah. To lose it. Well, Trace, like, you want to talk like, about the plant of the week? I'm oh, sorry. Like I said, uh, we had uh, 141 people come in to plantanswers.com and look at the uh, information on the rodeo tomato. And uh, that information is, in the, uh, is linked to the topics of the month uh, section. Uh, on the front page of plantanswers.com, so you can see what, see all those big names that it's it's resistant to. I'm I'm upset that I, because because we haven't got any control for nematodes, those little soil worms that get in the in the soil. Uh, I'm I'm going to start. Uh, Pressing more or evaluating more of the nematode-resistant varieties, just as a safety factor. And uh, this uh, this rodeo tomato, even though it has a wonderful foliage package, and that's one of the reasons we chose it was because it has got such uh, dense and and good foliage, which may, of course makes makes large tomatoes. Maybe that's why it makes such they say it makes good taste in tomatoes it's because it's got so much foliage on it. Hmm. So, but anyway, we'll see. I'm, I'm anxious for people to try to uh, and evaluate it against Celebrity, which is known for its good taste. So we were feeling a little bit nostalgic last week, and we actually pulled up a list of all the rodeo vegetables. Oh, uh-huh. and, we saw that. And uh, so you know, we were thinking rodeo tomato, but there's actually been rodeo... Vegetables. vegetables. That's right. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool, and I think that's on plantanswers.com too. Right, right. And we have a posted one here, so if you want to, if you're shopping, we can we can definitely give you a I, look I, at that. I think we had Crawford lettuce in there. Yeah, that's yeah, what's on there, and there's a broccoli, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the one y'all sell, Green, Green Magic. Magic. Yeah. How about uh, Trace uh, Pentas? Are we? Uh, uh, are we going to get some in there soon, or I notice I notice every time they come in, they're disappearing. Really, right. So it's limited numbers, and and uh, as we get warmer, there'll be more and more available. We've been getting pintas every week. That's um, what that's what I see. I see because I see a few of them left from the, but a lot. But they're a great uh, shade plant, and uh, with the freeze, a lot of people lost their their shade plants. So the penta. Can move in there pretty quick. Yeah, it, it, they definitely lost the pentas. They won't come back from the ground. No. I don't think. Hmm. But, but they're they're slow growing. Then I never realized how slow pentas grow from. I'm talking about from seeds, the nursery, from cuttings, or at their wholesale nursery. Yeah. And but, especially when it's cool, like and this. there are that's why uh, they're so slow. But one of the reasons that they're su- such a good plant is that they they're blooming when you buy them, and they bloom oh, yeah. every day. Until the cold weather arrives, and well, I, I need to go ahead and do the plant of the weekend because I got to get a. Okay. I got to head. To What's help the plant of the weekend? We we're doing Calamundo orange. Calamundo. There's still about eight of them left. They have fruit on them, which is kind of cool, and they're already blooming as well. 
So uh, they're $39.99 in a 12-inch pot. And uh, for those of you who are not familiar with that one, it's a little orange. It's about the size of a kumquat or even a loquat. Uh, and it's used in a lot of uh, cooking dishes uh, for for that value rather than a, a eating off of the tree. So it's kind of unique and uh, it's certainly pretty with all the extra fruit on it. And yeah. the stupid thing will bloom all all year long. It can. It's sure. evergreen. Really great, for, yeah. great patio plant. Yeah, yep. great in a with half whiskey barrel. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Trace. All right, you got them here, and you can, uh, if you want one, I think they're $39. You said there are about eight left. You can come on and get it or call 497-3760. That's the number for Millburgers, 497-3760, and tell them you uh, want them to put one aside for you. The, the fruit is a little bit smaller than the one that you introduced. Did you? Uh, <laughs> get my wire. Oh, there we go. How's that? What? All right. 308-8867. They're better? Yeah. Okay, good. 308-8867. Maybe my idea on that wasn't so good. All right, we're going to take a quick break and uh, come back in just a second. So give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to thank everybody that came out to Millburgers and enjoyed David Rodriguez's EarthKind seminar on spring garden cleanup. You know what? If you missed it, I'm so sorry, but let me give you some advice. Go to MillburgerNursery.com, MillburgerNursery.com, and you'll find all kinds of activities that are going on and all kinds of classes, too. Classes on roses that are coming up, kids' gardening classes, and much, much more. That's MillburgerNursery.com. You'll also find what's on sale this week, like the begonias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 98 cents each. Petunias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 88 cents each. This is a great savings on geranium beautiful geraniums on sale and the six inch pot just 488 and texas mountain laurels are blooming all around town if you don't have this great texas traditional plant it's on sale right now in the five gallon container for 1888 all that at millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on Forty road are you a caregiver if not chances are you know one every sunday tune into caregiver sos on air each week nationally known gerontologist carol zernial and veteran broadcaster ron aaron Explore the issues faced by people caring for older loved ones. Together with their guests, Ron and Carol offer help and hope. Learn more this Sunday evening at 6 on Caregiver SOS On Air. Presented as part of the Caregiver SOS program by the WellMed Charitable Foundation and heard right here on 930 AM, The Answer. When it comes to stock market corrections, take this advice. Don't get fooled again. People have lost thousands of their retirement savings again. Robin Hoppus with Big State Financial can show you how to move your money into a safe investment with zero risk and a guaranteed return. Tune into the Big State Financial Radio Show Saturdays, 2 p.m. and Mondays, 8 p.m. Or call Robin today, 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000. Or go online to BigStateFinancial.com. Hey, I'm Brant. So there's this family, Jeremy and Sharon, and a couple kids, and they're all very healthy, and they did something to save money. They switched from health insurance to MediShare, and then they had a third baby, a little girl named Anya, and she was very sick. We've had a lot of hospital visits. A whole week in a children's hospital, CAT scans and blood tests and chemical tests, and I think we saw a dozen doctors. It was all shared. 
Yeah, the bills were shared by the other members of MediShare. That's how this works. So get this, they save hundreds a month. They don't have to deal with health insurance companies or government health care plans. And they get to be part of a community that cares. MediShare has always been there for us and helped meet the needs that we have as a family. It's no wonder this is growing so fast. It is worth looking into. Here's how. Call 844-41-BIBLE. Now it's available everywhere but Montana. 844-41-BIBLE. Dennis Prager here with an important message. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love. However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. Or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R LawFirm.com. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 308 308- 8867 308 8867 toll free 8867 the number to call is that your son to be a part of the show um 308 8867 the uh, i got a question they didn't want to be on the air and they wanted to know about valerian um you know you see valerian root and the teas and stuff like that can we grow that here or Valero shop? Over no, here? no, not the Valero, the Valerian. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I don't either. Oh, okay. We need. You're to... our expert. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, we need our listeners to call in and talk about Valerian if you grow it. Valerian. What do yeah, you do with it? It's, it's an herb. It's an herb, and you make tea out of it, and it's a it's a calming thing. I've seen people do that. I need some of that. Do you? Okay, well then. Calm me down before the program. <laughs> Can't you, stop you from being angry at all those plants that are staring at you. Whiskey. Whiskey will do the same thing. Uh, wait a minute. I don't know about that. But anyway, so if you grow valerian, uh, call us at 308-8867. Sounds illegal. I think it's just a root. It's like an herb, I guess. I don't know. So, like an herb tea, like a mint. Okay. okay. We believe you. Okay. So uh, we need to know from our listeners on that one. 308 I'm waiting. Speaking of legal, I'm waiting for them to, to make, uh, waiting for the, till they make uh, marijuana legal. I got some, I got some uh, growers out here that have been growing vegetables for a while. <laughs> They're going to make everybody happy in, in 100, 100 square miles of here. Because they're going to be able to grow the hell out of that uh, that marijuana. It gets to be pretty competitive because. Of oh that. yeah, I, I, guess, I guess they're going to have to limit the acreage, or, or maybe I shouldn't be saying acreage. <laughs> I don't know. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty. Is that what you started, Melvin? All I did was talk about Valerian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I right. see some Valerian from here. Yeah, it's a 205, apparently, <laughs> for unleaded Valerian. 308-8867, 308-8867. Did you look it up on your little computer? No, I'll go look it up. But uh, anyway, Cal, uh, Calvin's in his digging now. He's talking about winter weeds. And uh, my dogs are still bringing in a little bed straw. I don't think the bed straw is as bad as it was last year. Yeah, it's on what? Almost March first. Yeah. Mine, mine is kind of. I can. I notice it's coming in from the sides of the. Yeah. So it it kind of motivates me to get the mower and <laughs> push it. Uh, you know, push as How far as I can. How does that stuff mow? It, it actually mows pretty it, easy. Yeah. You know, it's it's so tender and, and balls up and everything. Yeah. I was thinking it would. I I don't know how. I don't know if it's an issue if you go through a big patch of it, but when yeah. you're cutting the edges off it, it, it just kind of ma- water matches the data, man. Yeah. Well, now then the rescue grass though gets can get pretty thick, so you yeah. want to you want to mow that just every few weeks. And then Calvin mentions on here that uh, that bed straw will cover an area quickly, but can be raked up or controlled, but with weed-free zone. That, that's a Herbicide, I, th- I think it's got a little bit of 2,4-D in it. Uh, so you want to read and uh, follow uh, label instructions, but uh, that's a uh, th- that can be used in in cooler temperatures like we're having now. Yeah, and Jerry used it last oh, year. Oh yeah, it, it was just seemed to work really well. I mean, it took it out quick, and it never came back. So uh, it's called weed-free zone. And uh, it won't hurt your grass. Now, uh, I hesitate to mention it, but I'll just just kind of mention it. Uh, so, uh, since since Calvin is the uh, official Wilson County uh, sandbur expert, you remember that product that uh, Trace brought up here? Uh, was it last week? That was a, a Roundup. Oh yeah, a Roundup product that uh, will not kill Bermuda grass, and uh, and uh, but will kill everything else. I mean, all the weeds out of Bermuda grass, and will also control we uh, grass burrs too. I would imagine the after they sprout. Sprout them. It's supposed to be taking the place of uh, MSMA that we used to recommend. Uh, MSMA and DSMA, but uh, uh, that's a it's an expensive product. But uh, if you got a lot of a uh, lot of area and uh, and and it's uh, it's a new product, but the the key to it is it won't kill Bermuda grass. Now it will kill St. Augustine. So if you've got St. Augustine, you won't be able to use that product. But uh, it will not kill Bermuda grass, and will take grass burrs out of Bermuda grass, Whoa. which a lot of people have. Yeah, on, yeah. On but I thought you were going to say to avoid having to use that, put some pre-emergence. Yeah, down now's now. the time to do that too. Yeah, uh, if if it's not passed, but yeah. uh, it's the, getting close. You need to do it as soon as possible. Dimension the maze, a bigger area, excel, and get it get it down. And then uh, put on your calendar too that you probably have to do it again about uh, June 1st or so. 
I think it says on the a label of of those products that how to use it and to split the application. Um, but Sandbers, yeah, everybody, they're t- they're tough, and they'll they'll germinate over a long period of time. So uh, get it down, get it down now. And a lot of a lot of the places that Sandbers grow. Uh, like in my my yard, you know, it's kind of a on the slope, and it's it's not real thick with sod, so it's relative still relatively easy to apply a granular herbicide. But uh, those products work well, and so re- read the instructions and get them down, and you'll be happy you did. You won't have as many sandbirds. Yeah, yeah. And any that you might miss you know, that sprouts, especially in the Bermuda lawn, we can use this new product. I think it's, I, I don't really know the name. I think it's sold under the name of Roundup if you want to get the new one. But uh, That'll that'll make the Neil flip out. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame, I, I, I agree with him on that. The, using the same name because of the market uh, attraction, but these Completely different target yeah. plant. It's it's tough. I, so we, most, people, most people don't read the label. Well, we we saw that in, image. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what last summer or the summer before? We saw people using using image and uh, and Roundup with the different formulas and then saying, well, that wasn't supposed to happen that way. And then <laughs> and they read the label and it's image plus or image this and this and this. With the hot temperatures and the uh, uh, showing up early, uh, it's it's probably closing out time to put on on put your uh, to aerate your lawn and put on a uh, uh, a compost. Yeah, compost your lawn at this time. If you wait till later when your grass is growing. And my Saint Augustine, my floor time is growing. Growing. Wow. And uh, it, uh, if you wait till later, you'll ye- you'll yellow the lawn if you put out you put compost on it. But uh, you still got time to aerate and uh, things like that. Now we were having a little discussion over whether it's uh, whether it's beneficial to aerate uh, your lawn or not. Uh, I'm I'm sticking with the golf courses. They they have a tendency to aerate about every week. Well, I think. Well, and I've had the same experience you did. I I, I know for years you told the story of, I guess this was more more on top dressing, but that that uh, Malcolm dumped that yeah dumped that compost on your yard and then, and uh, you moved it. The next thing you know, every place it was is dark, bright green. Right, right. And I've, I've seen the same kind of reaction with uh, aeration. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it, our soils especially, they just naturally come compact and they're shallow and uh, really, really does make a difference. It's kind of magic elixir. And the good news is it's, a, it's an organic kind yeah, of a, yeah. Uh, control of uh, one of the best ways to improve your lawn. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Kevin also mentioned in this dig in now, I said uh, prune your roses to open up the middle and remove deadwood. 
Now, if you haven't done anything to your roses, and we haven't talked a lot about roses, uh, but uh, you need to, you need to revitalize them at this time of the year. Now you say, well, my roses already got leaves on them. Well, some roses are already blooming. Yeah, some of them are already blooming. But regardless, uh, you, if you got a lot of dead wood, now Calvin says, uh, prune your roses to open up the middles and remove dead wood. Now, how do you know what's dead? Uh, the, those that don't have, don't have sprouts on them, uh, and also the uh, the wood that is uh, rustic, rustic color. The, the new wood will be uh, a lighter green, uh, and it's, it's last year's wood. And the good, good news about roses and peaches, uh, you can't hardly over-prune them. No. And no. They, grow, they grow back so quickly, and they respond so positively to, to the pruning, so don't, you don't have to worry about it too much. And uh, for, uh, after you do remove that dead wood, uh, or you know, and open the center a little bit. It's kind of like a peach. You open the center, and you choose um, you choose three or four uh, main scaffold branches. Uh, I say scaffold. Uh, you t- you look. You choose some of the lowest growing green wood that you have. Okay. And then, then uh, the, you cut the, the dead wood out in there, and so that the green wood is around the edges of the of the rows, and uh, can can initiate new growth and and it's open because with the rows you need a lot of air movement in there to prevent uh, uh, mildews and and disease from getting in there and getting started. It's also uh, people, I think, sometimes forget they need to fertilize. Slow-release lawn fertilizer works great. Right, yeah, yeah. and that's what you, you got on here, fertilizer or the slow-release lawn fertilizer. Now, a lot of people say, well, it didn't say rose on that. Okay, the 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 the, 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 uh, the plant can't read the label. Can't, can't read the fertilizer bag, so it doesn't know whether you're using it. It reads, it reads enough using to know if it's got nitrogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it needs nitrogen, and it needs a slow-release nitrogen. Uh, so the, the, the most common fertilizer sold, especially in the spring, by uh, nurseries in this area, uh, I'm talking about the mom and pops, are, is the 1959. 1959 slow release fertilizer, and that's good for roses, fruit trees, uh, vegetable plants, everything else. But it's sold as lawn fertilizer. Just, just about all, you, almost any fertilizer work, but just be careful not to get the ones with uh, uh, herbicide in them. You don't want to put herbicide fertilizer. Now we've said this a thousand times, but uh, a lot of people. Well, a good, good example is Bonus S, uh, or, or some of the Scotch fertilizer with uh, herbicide added, and uh, that, that's that's a problem. So stick with your local distributor fertilizer, and and I, I don't think any mom and pop nursery or local 
nursery has a formulation of fertilizer with a herbicide in it. Would that be safe to say? Other than the Scott stuff. And if you don't, if you don't, and uh, we'll probably hear from you later in the summer when yeah, you say, yeah. is this a problem? <laughs> I wonder why they're not growing as well. Do you have a question? Howdy, I have a question. Can we ask it on the air? Yeah. All right, here you go. Grab that mic. You're on the air. These guys will help you. What's going on? Howdy. I've been trying to grow onions, and I get the most sweet-tasting little marbles that you can imagine. But I can't get them to grow up any size at all. What do I have to do to get them to grow to be big tomato? I mean, big onions. They're in full sun. Full sun, well watered. Where are you getting the transplants? What transplants are you using? Are you using the little uh, bublets that you get in the? You're using the little. Yeah. Right here. Did you buy in a big bundle? Okay. Oh, you you using these onions? Keep the mic a sec so you can answer questions. Okay. How much do you fertilize them? Um, I, I um, have a mixture of that soil, that, that super-duper soil that comes fertilized, and then I add some Osmocote to it. There you go. Copious amounts. Yeah. <laughs> Wife says too much. There you go. That's when you got just the amount of right, right amount, when your wife says you got too much. So what do I do to I'll get something to more that. than marble when do you, size? When do, you, when do you plant, usually? Well, I put them in January this year. Oh, well, that's a okay. good time. I mean, they're tall. I mean, the green stalks are 8, okay. 10 inches up above the ground. And in past, past years, they haven't. This is not the greatest year for that early growth. Yeah. Now, when, when is the marble, when, when are you harvesting them? When I just can't wait any longer and I need to put something else in the box. <laughs> okay. I wait and wait and wait and nothing happens. First of all, you, if you're using too much Osmocote, which is good, uh, and, you're, and you're using the, these recommended varieties over here in, in, in the bundle, I thought maybe you were getting those little bublets uh, that they sell in the little packages, pre-packages there. Uh, then, then you uh, you space them. Uh, good, good Lord, this guy's expecting a big onion. <laughs> uh, uh, if you fertilize them right, space them right, you, the, your point, problem is you need to wait until uh, June before you harvest them because they bulb, they bulb, they bulb in June. Hey, we got to take a quick break. I'll keep talking. And uh, we'll take a quick break. While we do, we encourage you to give us a call at 308. You can stay. 308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, broadcasting live on an overcast day for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. We want you to come on out and visit with your gardening peers who are out shopping here at Millburgers, and we want you to have a good time. And we want you to call us at 308-8867 with your gardening questions. That's 308-8867. All right. We've got Dave on the line at 308-8867. Hi, Dave. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, Milton, it's David Rodriguez. How you doing? Oh, hey, hey. Dave. All right. What's going on, Dave? Now well, we're just here at the uh, rodeo, the last day of rodeo, and finishing up. And uh, 
And then we're here at uh, Little Buckaroo on the farms, uh, a tent with the master gardeners, and uh, just trying to close the last day up and then clean it up, clean it up uh, tomorrow and Tuesday. What's, what's the attendance like today? Uh, it always starts out a little bit slow, probably around 2 o'clock or so. Um, in a little while here, it'll start picking up uh, quite a bit. But uh, they were super-duper cool. busy yesterday, so. Yeah, did you have a good group at your talk yesterday? Yeah, I, I went to the office to unload um, my speaker and the materials, and I was looking at the sign-in sheet. It was a little bit over 40, 45 people or so, so that's that's a pretty good amount of people that showed up oh, yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, okay, every, everything is... Uh, Rocking right along. Uh, did y'all have good attendance at the at your at your exhibit this year? Um, we got all the you know we have docents and they they click the people that enter through the uh, front entrance. Right. And so so I'll I'll add up all the numbers up this week. So I, I'm not a hundred percent sure just yet. But overall, we've had you know we always have good traffic in here. So. Yeah, well, you've had good weather. Y'all have had good weather. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, normally it's uh, rainy, cold, and miserable, and this is like springtime the last few days, so. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but it, it's been good. Uh, Rodeo Tomato, we're almost sold out over here. and. Uh, yeah, that's uh, we uh, were going to get ready to ask that. Um, but, uh, so you know, a lot, of the, a lot of people are trying that. Yeah, well, a lot of the folks, you know, uh, the last weekend or so, especially, uh, a, a lot of folks are out of towners, so they'd like to pick up the ro- the new rodeo tomato, and then we always bring in a, a few others. You know, Red Deuce was very popular last year, so we brought that in, and then Tycoon, Celebrity, Bobcat. Uh, we had a few of the BHN 968 uh, Dwarf Cherry Surprise, and uh, we're, we're almost finished with all those, so I think they'll finish through by the end of the day so good good well i'm 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 glad that the uh, the rodeo tomato so we i don't know if you saw that uh information dr stein uh oh, sent yeah. out the Tell other me. day by, by all the, the seed that's it. coming into texas yeah yeah that's yeah good. The, that that tomato is really uh performing well in in texas and uh good good, producing good to hear that. fruit i'm 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 real interested to See how the taste 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 tests go that we're talking about. Okay. Since they, okay. The company company actually put on there that it tastes better, tastes good. Yeah, I heard you say that a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we should be, see, and see. I'm I'm glad everything went well for you. Uh, Trace was saying that there's still a few. Spots in the uh, children's garden, is that right? Yeah, there. Yeah, yesterday was um, week two of sixteen. Uh, they planted their cheers head cabbage. Uh, we decided to go ahead and plant a snow crown cauliflower in the spring. We we usually just do it in the fall, but I like to try it every third, fourth, fifth year, see how it performs in the spring. Yeah, it'll and it'll, it'll do well. It'll do well, but the problem is it won't make as big a heads as y'all. Big ahead. You, yeah, uh, big uh, used to as uh, used to in the fall, and then the but it, it will week, make the, it will make. Okay, good. The first week, last week, they, their green magic broccoli were planted. They're 
standing up real nice and their Irish potatoes, and they'll probably be uh, popping out of the ground probably by this coming Saturday. So they they did a good job. Our uh, Purple Martins are starting to come back, and uh, they're hitting it. So we do have a few plots uh, uh, that still need to be filled, and we'll take applications till till we get it filled up, and uh, um, they can get the application online at the San Antonio Botanical Garden website under education youth and then they click on the children's garden program okay and millburgers is a big sponsor of it and we appreciate that and uh, that that program a, a great great partner great sponsor to alleviate the cost for the families per plot and then uh last saturday y'all guys did the um uh rodeo tomato sun millburgers and uh trace uh gave the our youth gardens program the check and uh, uh, for the listeners out there it was a little bit over a four hundred and fifty dollars. Very generous and nice of Millburgers Landscape Nursery uh, to do that, and we'll put it to uh, the Youth Gardens program here in Bear County. So very very nice of them to That's help great. us with that yeah. as well. Big yeah, very nice. Yeah. Hey, David, do you know what's what's the next presentation you're doing here? Do you know? Uh, I know it's on spring vegetable gardening, which we tend to always have a big crowd. I think it's uh, March 11th, if that's a Saturday. I know it's not this coming Saturday, but I think it's the following, or whatever date that is. I think okay. it's March 11th, right? Yeah, okay. That Good. is 11th. So, Good deal. So 10, 10.30 to 12 noon, uh, free. And uh, Milton, you'll be proud. Uh, almost everybody in yesterday's crowd had a nice notebook, too. Oh, that's what we push. We we're we're making a lot of money on that notebook sales, so that's okay. uh, Of course, a couple didn't have a pen to write stuff down, but it's all good. Oh, there's an opportunity now for those Milberger pens. Okay. (laughs) All right. right, Is the Master Gardener class closed or uh, filled or whatever? Yes, sir. We're at. uh, We took 32 applicants uh, for the spring uh, class 61, Calvin. If you can believe that already, and uh, it started. uh, Yeah, it's unbelievable, right? It started this past Wednesday. So yeah, yes, sir. It's it's closed already. Okay. When's the next class, then, David? Is that going to be a year from now, or is it going to be in the fall? We're we're tempted to do a class this coming fall, but we're about 60 percent for sure. So we'll we'll see we'll see. Okay, keep us informed. Please, thanks, okay, David. We will. All you right. take care. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful day. All right, All you right. too, you buddy. Too. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number, and I want to get to Angelo, who called just by the same time David did. Hi, Angelo. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Um, appreciate you guys taking the call and all that. I tried to uh, get some information yesterday, but it was. Really busy yesterday, but hey, listen here. I got a, a thing I'm going to do today. I'm going to start tilling my backyard, okay? And I've got an area that I've been planting in several areas in my backyard. It's not a humongous backyard, but it's big enough for me to grow what I want. Anyway, I've always had pretty good luck with tomatoes, and I'm not sure what what uh, what, what the names of them are. I just go to the store. I see a plant that looks pretty, you know. Uh, strong, and I buy it, and I put it in the ground, and all of a sudden, tomatoes, beautiful. Okay, there you go. So, Congratulations. You know, then I, yeah, yeah, I, I, get, I get pretty good luck. I did, I did bell peppers last year. Got pretty good luck. And I did squash last year, and everything died. But the year before that, 
I had tons of squash, and I even had melons. I had watermelon. I had uh, cantaloupes, and I mean, I I just had too much. And is it that? Why is it that stuff's dying now? And I see these little bugs that are crawling on it. it looks like those little roly poly bugs. They're all over the place. And how do you kill those things? You know, I mean, do I just okay, let the chickens uh, out? Are the roly poly bugs uh, at the base of the plant? Yeah, you'll see them down there chewing away, you know, having a good old Yeah, time. at the base of the plant. That, yeah. That's a pretty good indication that you've got squash vine borers. Yeah, it's not the, it's not the roly polies, it's yeah, the vine borers. Yeah, they're feeding on the fraz or whatever you call that. So what uh, does that so mean? I don't understand. The squash vine borers are basically worms that get in the... Uh, that that are laid by a moth, uh, a kind of a reddish... Uh, brown moth, okay. uh, but uh, and the wor the worm goes into the inside of the squash and eats, starts eating and gets bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually uh, kills the, kills the plant. Yeah. And uh, and it, it, as as it it goes in at the very base, and while it's boring into the plant. Uh, or the hole that it bores into, it it leaves some uh, some in insides of the uh, insides of the squash out there, and that's what the roly polies are feeding on. So a lot of okay. people think that the roly polies are eating the squash, they kill the squash, but they're just they're just uh, cleaning up the debris that the the worm. Okay. Left. Now the the only, only way to prevent that is. Uh, well, there's really no way to prevent uh, squash vine borers, but uh, the best way to deal with it is to plant uh, uh, in intervals of uh, of squash. In other words, plant you some early. In other words, uh, say middle of March, first of March or middle of March, uh, squash from seed or transplant, and okay. then wait two weeks. Then wait two weeks and plant another planting. Okay. And and most of the time you'll get several harvests uh, off of the plants before the squash vine borer will will kill them. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Now the other so, thing is quickly on the uh, I think I can deal with that part. But uh, okay. Now this this tilling thing, you know, I grew up in a city where we didn't do tilling. We just had a little baby backyard, so we'd just dig a hole somewhere, plant something, and dig another hole, plant something. And, and, right. and it works. But now that I'm living out here in the country, I, I, I go the way everybody else goes, and I till everything. Why do you till? Well, what's tilling for? I, I know it may sound like a dumb question, but why why do why do I have to go through all that? And, and well, it, 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 yeah, it, may, it mainly removes the weed and the grass. And it uh, loosens the soil. It it, air, it gets uh, uh, oxygen in t down deep into the soil. Okay. And okay, so okay. Uh, and, and then it, 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 it yeah it allows you to uh, to make beds, raised beds, and uh, that you that you can plant on and and have a, a larger volume of loose soil to to okay. plant in. And then, um, but then I was watching this. Uh, are you in full sun? You're in full sun, aren't you? Make sure that uh, um, the yeah, new yeah, areas that you. Yeah, it does have okay. full sun. 
Um, good, good. Uh, and then uh, just one more thing. I was watching a show the other day, and it was somebody. Actually, it was uh, it was Gunsmoke of all shows. <laughs> and um, they had this farmer who was uh, water in their the garden area, and they had the raised gardens where 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 like it's like a mound, and the food and the and the, the plants were coming out of that. But when they watered it, they didn't water the plant; they just watered in between those rows right. where the water. Right, the fur. Yeah, it, 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 so I was asking my wife about that. She said, "Yeah, those 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 roots will get that water. You don't just have to necessarily pour it right on the plant itself." That's right. That's right. I didn't know that. I, I, I'm too busy trying to make sure that the that the water gets right down there, right where the stem meets the earth. There, there you uh, go. Well, a lot a lot of people rot the plants out trying to do that. But once they get established, once they spread their roots... you uh, got to do that when it's early in the planting, but later when the roots are out there, they can... That's called fur irrigation. That's the way all the old-timers used to do it. Uh, Farmers used to do it. But now now with the water conservation thing and everything, they're using uh, sprinkle irrigation, basically. Center pivots and and things like that to... uh, to sprinkle the water on the plants themselves, rather than running the water. When you run the water down the down the furrows or the the ditches in between the rows, uh, you you wet a lot of area. Yeah. Now the the old, the the, old, the farmers say the old farmers say that uh, that uh, especially right after you plant. When you do that and you wet that large area, it takes more water, but uh, the plants uh, get established faster because they can get their root system out into that uh, uh, pre-wetted or pre-irrigated right, uh, right. Okay, soil. Okay. Well, the last, the last quick question. I got chickens, 16 of them, and I haven't bought eggs in about I don't know about four or five months. I guess I don't know. But anyway, but my, my wife told me that chicken poop or chicken fertilizer, whatever you call it, is supposed to be good for plants. I don't know if that's Absolutely. true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Chicken manure, so, ch- chicken manure is, is, is real good. The problem is it's hot. Yeah, you got it. It's got ammonia in it. Let it let it mix it yeah, with it mix it with uh, some plant material and let it compost. That's yeah. spectacular. Now, now I hear this compost thing, and people say, "Yeah, I got a compost area over there." Like, what do you put in the compost? All the stuff from your cuttings from your house, like when you cut up a tomato or you cut a banana peeling. Right. What do you right. All that stuff. All that stuff and weeds, uh, lawn, lawn, uh, 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 le- leaves and uh, grass clippings and things like that. Uh, organic isn't that, isn't that, chicken. Isn't that going to attract a lot of bugs? No, no, no. It, if if it's working right, it's hotter uh, than blazes. Again, on uh, uh, go to go to the internet uh, uh-huh. and go to plantanswers.com and look up composting, and okay. it'll give you give you some information on uh, what to put in a compost pile and and how to use it. If you, if it, if it if it's actually cooking, in other words, getting hot. Uh, uh-huh. if, if it's working right, uh, the, uh, that'll get rid of all the bugs. Now, the, uh-huh. most people, most people, instead of compost, they rot. In other words, they 
put up put up a pile of leaves over there and uh, start to decom keep them moist, and that keeps the, that starts the decomposition process. But it's actually okay. not a not a compost pile. But with your chicken manure. Yeah, that, now that chicken manure in that yeah. compost is going to make it work. Yeah. If you got okay, okay. leaves leaves and chicken manure, that oh, makes a wonderful yeah. oh, compost. Yeah. Now, now, I use this stuff in, in, in the chicken coop that's called, um, it's called, I get it from Tractor Supply, it's called Premium Pine Shavings. And I use okay. that for, for when they, you know, do their little that's fine. inside that's the fine. Uh, I try to get the stuff off of there, but will those pine shavings screw up the the soil? No, no, that won't work. Just just put all the shavings and the and the manure and and whatever in with the uh, with the grass clippings and leaves and yeah. things like that you use. Now okay. one one okay. thing one thing one thing I'll have to warn you about. Sometimes when you use a lot of uh, chicken manure, it can give the vegetables a Foul taste. Nothing like a good foul tasting vegetable, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> That's my guy. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, Thanks Angela. All right, we got to take a break. You take care. About while we do, give us a call at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Get admit a foul. No, no, I got it. I you got it. it. Yeah, just... I wonder how long he was waiting to say that. Uh, <laughs> since about the first part, he brought up the chicken you, manure. You, you got to wait till you know you. you gotta timing, timing is everything. Timing is everything. All right, we'll take a break and come back in a moment to more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. We're live here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at sixteen zero four on Boulevardy Road on nine thirty. AM the answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to thank everybody that came out to Millburgers and enjoyed David Rodriguez's Earthkind seminar on spring garden cleanup. You know what? If you missed it, I'm so sorry, but let me give you some advice. Go to MillburgerNursery.com, MillburgerNursery.com, and you'll find all kinds of activities that are going on and all kinds of classes, too. Classes on roses that are coming up, kids' gardening classes, and much, much more. That's MillburgerNursery.com. You'll also find what's on sale this week, like the begonias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 98 cents each. Petunias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 88 cents each. This is a great saving on geranium beautiful geraniums on sale and the six inch pot just 488 and texas mountain laurels are blooming all around town if you don't have this great texas traditional plant it's on sale right now in the five gallon container for 1888 all that at millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on bull 40 road are you or your child suffering from attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity issues if so it's not because of a drug deficiency now there's a natural way to address your lack of focus and concentration. Vox's Attend is a natural three-dimensional product designed to help children and adults alike. Attend helps improve attention and concentration. Before you resort to harsh drugs with potential side effects, try Attend today. Thousands of people of all ages have benefited from the great results of Attend. 
Start enjoying the great feeling and staying focused and on task, allowing you to get the most out of your day. Ask for a tent at one of Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations, 624 Southwest Military in Chopper City Mall and 8059 Callahan at I-10 West in Callahan. We are so confident that you will see results with a tent. We are offering you the opportunity to try it risk-free. Remember, if you can't pay attention, you need a tent. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Peace through planning. That's the motto of Weisinger Law Firm, and the planning begins with your free consultation with Charlie Weisinger. Charlie, you call yourself an estate planning attorney. What exactly does that mean? Well, Baron, estate planning is simply protecting you, your family, and your assets in case the worst happens. A basic plan includes a will, financial, and medical powers of attorney, health information releases, and directives for your physician. If you don't have these basic elements in place, it's an even harder year for your loved ones. Well, a lot of people put off that decision. Because of that, you're making hard decisions on a very hard topic, but knowing you, Charlie Weisinger, you make it so easy. Well, we spend about an hour in our first meeting where I learn a lot about you and educate you on estate planning. Based on that first meeting, we'll schedule a second where I'll present a plan to you. We'll sign documents, and that's where Peace Through Planning begins. It's three hours out of your life so you can have peace for the rest of your life. Let Charlie help you achieve peace through planning by calling Weisinger Law Firm. The number in San Antonio is 210-308-0800-308-0800, online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. I'd like to introduce you to Karen Bagwell of Blue Rose Christian Counseling, specializing in anxiety, depression, OCD, trauma, grief, and relationships. And Karen, what relationship doesn't have stress? Stress is completely normal, and if managed properly, instead of tearing down, it can be used to build up relationships. So Karen, where does this building start? Call me, Karen Bagwell, at 210-264-2565. For Blue Rose Christian Counseling, bluerosechristiancounseling.com. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, our phone number, 308-8867, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Uh, I was looking at Neil Spare's uh, questions and answers here. Oh, by the way, Calvin's article in yesterday's paper were about some different, some of the different fruit, like uh, pomegranates and citrus and... Peach, peach, peach. Uh, in the uh, sports section of yesterday's paper, so we'll take a read of that. Good article, good information. Uh, and Neil Spare is in that same section, and he's talking about. I got a question about is scalping the lawn uh, a good practice? Now, uh, that scalping the lawn. Means a lot of different things to different people. Uh, back at when a, a long time ago, when they, when they, we had a really hard freeze, the Saint Augustine almost all died. Uh, it didn't die. It didn't kill it, but it took the top eye off of it. 
took the top off of it. So people went in there and truly scalped their lawn. And uh, they've, they've got machines that'll do it, but I, th- I think when most of us are talking about scalping the lawn, we're talking about basically lowering the blade uh, to get some of the uh, uh, grass, the grass stubble, the uh, dried stubble up, and uh, also to reduce the weed population all at the same time. But uh, Neil says it's not; it's certainly not required spring activity. Uh, it does allow the sunlight to reach the soil better, thereby therefore warming it up and getting getting the turf off to a faster start. And uh, he, he said if you decide to scalp your lawn, or what what homeowners think of as scalping the lawn. Low, a low mowing. Low, a low mowing is probably a better term than uh, scalping because there is... A dethatcher, or, or that you can use that really, really scalp. Yeah, and the p- people over in East Texas that grow uh, carpet grass over yeah, there, yeah, will get a real thick layer that uh, it's not decomposing and it's not gr- uh, nothing can grow in it, and that that's really where the scalping is necessary. And I guess I guess in the old days even. Uh, if your soil was good, you could have you could have that situation here if you over fertilized. We've uh, we uh, the turf specialists always say that uh, that we don't have a thatch problem. Yeah, you know the, they talk about that, and of course we have that uh, decomposed area that you're talking about on under the uh, under the Saint Augustine lawn. But uh, just all you do is is lower your uh, lower your uh, lawnmower blade by one notch, and that'll that'll take take most of that debris off. And that, if you're worried about a buildup of uh, dead material and things like that in there, that's another reason to do the uh, uh, aeration. Aeration. Because that'll that'll punch holes in there and and allow it to decompose. Milton keeps taking these deep breaths. I'm trying to tell you that Richard is on the line wow. at 308 8867. 308 Hey, Richard, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Not bad. How are you all? Good, good. What's going on? Uh, question. Internet search engine brings back many dates for last freeze day for our area, so I'm trying to get the uh, expert opinion. What? The last, last freeze date was... Uh, about two weeks ago, I guess, wasn't it, Calvin? No, I guess my question is... Wow. The last freeze date freeze. for this area. Correct. When's the last no. possible day of we, frost? We always say... <laughs> Calvin's got that look at it. Oh, yeah, I always, I always I'm, think I'm of it I'm trying to be term. funny, Calvin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always think of it like, I don't know why, I think March 13th. Yeah, March 15th is what the, what the farmers used to use as a last frost date. Okay. But the so last freeze freeze date hours. is earlier. The, the last freeze date is is earlier than that here, San Antonio. Okay. Now so, you are in San Antonio. See, the, that's the problem with doing a radio show. Just just a little bit, to, what twenty miles uh, north of here, and you're in Bull Verde and the hill country and up there. 
and uh, that that adds about two to three weeks uh, when their last uh, uh, frost-free day will be. Okay. So getting, when, we March 15, 15, 15, when we say March fifteenth, when we say March fifteenth, what what dates have you been finding? Uh, the, March fourteenth. Okay, and I also found good. March second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but both of those are probably pretty close to right. the The key to it in this area, you you can you know you're wor- deal working on an average. And so the the nice thing about that's the nice thing about that cloth material that we talk about putting around the cages when you when you plant to put the tomatoes in and things like that that uh, sell sold as seed and plant guard or, or cover uh, that material it'll give you three to four degrees cold protection and a lot of wind protection. So if you plant okay. your to go ahead and plant your tomatoes in the ground or, or whatever you can't move them in on a on a windy uh, cooler day, if you put that cloth around them, a material around them, uh, you'll be you'll be all right uh, planting early like like a lot of us do. Okay, that'll work. Thank you, folks. Are you have okay. you planted your tomatoes yet? No, uh, I think we're going to Yeah. Yeah. He, but anyway, oh, he got he came. Sounded like he was. Uh, <laughs> he just wanted to to know what we thought that variation. about the last frost date. Well, and a lot of it depends on the definition of. Yeah. Like you use frost different from freeze. And oh, yeah. I, I never. I don't know what that de- you know you have to define it. I guess in terms of temperature, time. Wind, uh, all those yeah. things will be in there. All right, three oh eight, and it, and it also confuses people when when you've had a freeze and they call in and you said, "Well, I told you you were going to have a hard <laughs> freeze, frost, which is a freeze." Oh, <laughs> a hard frost is a freeze. Oh, well, you For can a long have a period of time. Well, yeah, the, the, I always think of, uh, I guess, I think of a frost as if. Maybe it gets to 32 degrees, which means that some places will get 30 and 29, other places will get 34 and 35, and you, with the wind, you might get foliage damage, and uh, uh, but they never measure a a solid below freezing right. temperature. Right, right, right. But with tomatoes, you know that can be that can be a kiss of death. Mm-hmm. So. so Especially in low areas. That's right, too. But now when you listen to the Weather Bureau and they talk about the average last frost, they're better about that now. But they used to say the average last frost was late February. Steve Brown and that bunch. But then they say, quickly say, that we've had some late frost as late as April. Yep. It wasn't too many years ago. First part of April, yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, rather than trying to outfigure the weather, just use that cloth material around that uh, grow web uh, or the plant guard uh, cloth around the the tomatoes when they're young up to the point that they... uh, up to the point that they uh, 
have for marble-sized fruit. And I, oh, okay. I'm. I guess I was advocating the potting up as an e- yeah, easier. Yeah, potting easier. up is easier. easier. Yeah. But nobody's going to do that, Captain. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> we've determined. Calvin just continuously believes that people believe, listen to him. Right? He's got to deal with reality here. But anyway. Um, I, I just think it's, easy, it's harder to do the cloth than it is to do the potting up. How do you figure that? It's cheaper. Why do you think it's cheaper? A little, a little potting soil? No, and a pot. Oh, the yeah. Well, I've got about an avocado. I, I thought a lot of gardeners like me and have about 400 <laughs> pots floating around their yard. Yeah, a lot of people do. Uh, Neil also got a, a question in about the people uh, lost their uh, had a large planting of pittosporums. This person also says uh, other other pittosporums in our town still look good. Yeah, mine didn't get. Yeah, well, when we when we had when we had that really hard freeze, uh, not not this year, but uh, years back, it killed the dwarfs, the dwarf pits, but didn't touch the the, well, and the in fact, standard pit. Not only kill them, but we were getting. Four or five months later, right, right, got, got into the, the wood, hot, hot damaged, weather, and they were the wood. damaged, yeah. and they couldn't deal with the hot weather. And so, I, I remember people when we'd say, "Well, yeah, it was from the freeze," and they said, "Well, it's a hundred degrees out there. How can the freeze be affecting them?" <laughs> but uh, there was a definitely uh, dis- there was a distinct difference in the, in the cold survival uh, between the dwarfs yep. and the standard. The door, the dwarf. I, I'm never comfortable recommending the dwarf because there's a lot of unpredictability with it. You know, I you can Yeah. They've got the those stem diebacks. They've got there's seem to be more susceptible to scale and things like that. And then this freeze, whereas the old uh, standard pits, yeah, they just keep the. Oh yeah, they just, they just keep there. living and, and performing and. But I guess that's a, that's the case with a lot of new uh, new selections. You get a desirable characteristic characteristic like the dwarfing and attractive foliage. Right. But sometimes it costs you something. Bert's on the line at 308-8867. 308-8867. Hey Bert, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you today? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, listening to your advice last week about the Roma tomatoes and starting to get some seeds already for um, uh, container planting. But I wanted to ask you, it's like I, the frost question was also going to be a good thing, but I'm good about that because I got some cloth cover for my balcony. Um, herbs, herbs uh, to be planted now. I'm, right. I'm on plant answers and I can't find anything just yet. On um, on planting herbs. I say I don't know if we have a. Uh, there is a whole section on herbs, uh, and it's. I think it's on the inf- in the information index, under under herbs. 
And but I don't know if it gives an actual planting date. Well, let's see. We can think of the what's the, the let's see. We get uh, mint, of course, rosemary, and what's the 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 one that we use with tomatoes? All basil. That? Basil, yeah, fifteen basil different kinds okay, of basil. Basil is kind of sensitive, but I, what I got, I just picked up a couple of uh, four-inch plants, uh, oregano, a spicy Italian, and uh, a thyme. Is that the right those, distance? Those are good. Yeah, the, this is the right time to plant those. It's the right time to plant those. Ah, got it. Well, that'd be transplanted because they're going to go from a four-inch pot to a 12-inch, like uh, a window box. That's what I keep everything on my railing where it gets full sunlight. Yeah. So and like I say, a, you can you can put that cloth over there until they, until they get too big for that. That they use that cloth on uh, acres and acres of strawberries and things in Florida and California. Uh, yeah, to give saw, them that I little saw, bit of extra cold protection. I saw something about uh, colored mulch from the University of Pennsylvania years ago. Right. I'm, I'm, yeah, they did some exact experiments with that. And so I'm just wondering, I'm not going to do that in my, I'm just going to mulch with regular bag mulch and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, got, do you all have any um, any views on uh, companion plants, like one that keeps the bugs, like someone said marigold is good to plant around whatever, some vegetable that keeps the bugs away. No, that doesn't work. Well, well, we don't. Uh, even nematodes? I thought that the marigolds and the... Yeah, the marigolds. Yeah, that's that's a different. That's a crop that you put in oh. to trap the. Oh, okay. Trap so the yeah, I want to. It doesn't oh. keep them off other things. But yeah, there's the research. What Jerry is saying that the research results don't make it clear that those companion plants accomplish much, if anything. So, yeah, so, so it's the hard for us might, to say. They might just look good, not that. Yeah, yeah, and some, sometimes they attract more problems than there were, like marigolds around tomatoes will, will spider attract mites. spider mites. Oh. No, okay, that's good to know. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I'd, I'd also heard something many years ago from uh, when I was a young man in my 20s and 30s from a real old time, and he said something about sacrificial plants. Plant one that's out of season that all the bugs go to. and Yeah, yeah. Trap. Uh, sometimes they call them. Uh, I forget what the, the terminology on that is, but uh, it it attracts the uh, uh, bad insects. And uh, but it, most most people like like if you plant marigolds around a tomato patch, okay, okay. around around your tomatoes, the the spider mites will get on the marigolds first. And then they'll spread to the to the uh, tomatoes. So, okay, so but the, but the problem the problem is most people won't pull them up. In other words, they won't pull the uh, uh, they they won't when they, when they see spider mites on the marigolds, they won't put take them out and destroy the plants. So uh, so that so they they create a problem. Oh, if you okay, will, yeah. if you will, if you're willing to go ahead and pull the plants up when they get spider mites, before they get so thick that they spread to the uh, spread to the uh, tomatoes, then uh, you can use that as a 
a tractor crop. Well, that'd that, be like a that, like a defense. Right, right, yeah. right, right. But then the other thing you mentioned, the trap plants or indicator plants, they used to use it more than they do now, but they would they would know that those plants would be just like the marigolds. They would get the, the insects first or the disease first, and then the the farmer could treat and deal, you know, head off the disease or the Right, or he the could canary. treat the... Yeah. Yeah, treat the tomatoes or the vegetative plants you got, and then let the the flies, the, what you said, the spider mites, stay on the marigolds and then get rid right. of them. But you got to be willing to get rid of the marigolds. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. You got to be. Oh, that's not a problem. <laughs> okay, good man, good man. Hey, so I'll talk to y'all later next week. Thank Bye. you for calling. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, that'll free up a line at 308-8867, 308-8867. We're going to take a break and come back with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas in just a moment. Give us a call. Be a part of the show, 308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to thank everybody that came out to Millburgers and enjoyed David Rodriguez's EarthKind seminar on spring garden cleanup. You know what? If you missed it, I'm so sorry, but let me give you some advice. Go to MillburgerNursery.com, MillburgerNursery.com, and you'll find all kinds of activities that are going on and all kinds of classes, too. Classes on roses that are coming up, kids' gardening classes, and much, much more. That's MillburgerNursery.com. You'll also find what's on sale this week, like the begonias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just $0.98 cents each. Petunias are on sale in the 4-inch pot for just $0.88 cents each. This is a great saving on geranium beautiful geraniums on sale and the six inch pot just 488 and texas mountain laurels are blooming all around town if you don't have this great texas traditional plant it's on sale right now in the five gallon container for 1888 all that at millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on bull 40 road do you know how many dentists i have to choose from in los angeles this is dennis prager and the answer is it doesn't matter because my dentist is Dr. Stan Shelton right here in San Antonio. That's the truth. What do I like about visiting Dr. Shelton? Everything, including talking to him about the issues of the day. I love the guy, and he's a great dentist. So let me recommend without hesitation my dentist, Dr. Stan Shelton. You'll find him online at drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com or 210-590-7878. Hi, I'm Jono. And I'm Pammy. After more than 10 years of serving South Texas as Delightful Blinds, we've grown to serve you better. We've changed our name to Delightful Decors, Blinds, Shutters, Floors, and more. And we invite you to our brand new showroom at 3009 and 35 in shirts without the big box environment and no beeping forklifts. But even after opening our new store, we still come to you. Delightful Decors is your cozy local mom and pop one-stop shop for all your installed foundational home decor projects. And we carry the top name brands of blinds, shades, drapery, and shutters. Check out our PowerView motorized treatments that allow you to operate your shades from your phone. And now, through April 14th, you can save $100 or more with our Hunter Douglas Energy Smart Style Savings Event. Get, Get delighted with, with delightful, delightful decors. decors. For blinds, floors, and more, you're sure to adore. Get If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. 
Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Hugh Hewitt explains the two sides of Obamacare. The reality of Obamacare is there are two Obamacares. There is the Obamacare that has saved lives undeniably. If some people didn't have Obamacare, they'd be dead today. But then there's the other Obamacare, the one that has failed 85 to 90 percent of the country with deductibles they can't afford and premiums they cannot pay for doctors they cannot find and plans that have disappeared. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 930 AM. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. What's going on, Trace? I just want to let everybody know it's a, it's a beautiful day, even though it's a little cloudy. It's well, nice. The sun's trying to fight through a little bit. Um, lots of people, lots of color. Everybody's replacing the things that don't look so good in their yard, and we can help you with that. Have you been rained on again? Just the once so far. <laughs> and that was even suspicious. All right, cool. Well, what are folks uh, picking up when they come into the nursery? What are they asking you guys questions lots about? Lots of tomatoes. Okay. Yeah, they're scattered. They're spinning out the tomatoes. Out there. Lots of citrus well, Look at the trees. one gallons that are still a pretty good selection, but uh, one-third of what there was a couple right. days ago. Uh, well, there's going to be 200 and something of those in on Tuesday or Wednesday. I think 280-something one-gallon tomatoes. Gracious. Good Lord. You've done it again, huh? That's my plan. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. It hey, seems, and it seems that, to work. That that's that's the way. That's a neat deal. You won't have to pot them up like Calvin wants you to. Pre-potted. Yeah, pre-potted. It always makes me nervous when I see him go so fast because I know Steve Brown will be saying, "Well, let's plant tomatoes." You know, <laughs> I, Two days from now, you know, so. Well, just tell him that all you have to do is say, well, when is the last uh, freeze date, Steve? According to the Bureau, the Weather Bureau. Of course, he used to. He'd say, well, we're downtown. It never freezes down. Yeah, well, that's true, too. <laughs> that's a good point. So they've been coming in for lots of citrus trees. So uh, we've got a pretty good selection. Uh, I guess a lot of people lost their lemons and limes, so. So a lot of those, and there's been a lot of interest in Arctic frost and orange frost. We got in about 75 of each. Good. That must be because we mentioned them in the article, huh? <laughs> uh, all right, again, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. And outside of San Antonio, toll-free, 866-308-8867. One, one thing about this the last cold that we had, I uh, mentioned it earlier, is that it's it it has proven out our our uh, claims that uh, 
Arctic frost is more cold hardy than uh, orange frost. Uh, I mean, they're both they both live through it, uh, but uh, the Arctic frost is, is uh, and I'm talking about up, up around Tyler, Texas, where it got uh, 12 degrees up there. Got it pretty cold. That's nippy. But uh, and citrus is not supposed to be up there. This is the first time uh, this guy's able to have citrus. Ever had his interest in he, he after last year he had an abundance of uh, of satsumas and uh, he he wrote me back an email and said God bless Mr. Moy <laughs> that that Mr. Moy was a an amazing guy I mean you know to to come up with those those crosses uh, that had never been made before and to actually call them I mean in other words. Uh, he named the best ones right after they fruited, and he actually said he gave them uh, said that they were going to be uh, uh, cold hardy, cold hardier than 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 the regular satsuma. And that's he, every 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 claim he's made has been borne out. So who's doing that kind of research now here nobody. in San Antonio? Nobody. That's a shame. Nobody did it before him, and nobody has done it after him. Okay. We leave it to the growing operations now. Oh, okay. They can they can tell us a lot. Yeah. But anyway, the uh, uh, yeah the 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 Arctic frost and orange frost uh, has turned has turned out to be a, a good ad, a good. Uh, all right, are you getting yours from uh, Greenleaf uh, still? Uh, these came from Greenleaf. Yeah. Uh, okay. So th- this might be the last batch from them, but yeah, they're they're, they're because of that citrus uh, greening or whatever it is scaring everybody. Uh, government's uh, making it hard on growers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm glad we're glad that uh, you've got a good supply. We the, talked a lot. We talked a lot about the uh, all the events and the classes that are held here at Millburgers, and you can go to their website mm-hmm. and see that schedule. Also here at Millburgers, there's information on this South Texas Home Garden Environmental Show. There's some posters and there's some information. Um, that's on March 11th and 12th. We'll be doing the radio show from there like we have for the last 11 years. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. So we encourage a lot of folks from uh, San Antonio area to go down there and make a day of it. Or this. Well, on the 11th, we want them to come here for David's Vegetable Seminar, and then, well, they, can, they, then they can go to So, yours. And there's also the Saw's uh, uh, Spring Blooms, so there's a lot of action. They can go. Oh, yeah. They can uh, spend the whole weekend working on garden, gardening issues. So, uh, so how come they, you schedule all that at one time, Calvin? I don't know. It's something about the spring, you know, after the winter it comes, everything in its garden. But for more information on this this event, uh, go to uh, go to go to the website on the Wilson County News, and they, they, they can find it. They've got uh, Last Chance Forever, the Raptor Show, both days, Saturday and Sunday. Of course, we got the big landscape school on Sunday that Jerry and I are faculty for. Uh, if you want to register for that, uh, the applications are here. Or you can get the applications at the Wilson County News website. Classes, uh, get the class schedule. We'll be talking more about those. Um, we've got one more weekend before the 11th and the 12th, uh, so be a lot, a lot of information. The uh, There will be a rain barrel workshop 
by the uh, Poth uh, Environmental Club mm-hmm. um, and lots of youth activities, like always. And uh, let's see, all of our friends at Home Depot will be helping the kids build uh, birdhouses. Tool- well, they're going to do toolboxes this Tool- time. Oh, okay. Instead of birdhouses. Uh, I, w- I opted for the birdhouses, but they, they, <laughs> the uh, Home Depot volunteers cho- chose instead to do the uh, to do the uh, toolboxes. Toolboxes, but lots of action. Plant sales, rodeo tomatoes will be there. Now, where oh, where is this going to be? It's going to be at the. Uh, Am I going to be able to the find Civic this? Center, the community center, the uh, Floresville Community Center, which is. Uh, you go down 181 through the main drive. town, and then you go, I think, 93 it is to the... 97. 97. Yeah, Milton just went yes, yesterday, so good. I'm glad you... 90, 97, 97 to right the west. Is that right by Bill You turn right there on the... Bill no, it's after, Bill Miller. It's after it's, Bill Miller. I think it's formerly the hospital road. Oh, okay. So... Uh, so so I-97, just a little bit outside of town. Nice facility, plenty of parking. Uh, easy to go around, and Mar and Mel- um, Milton has verified that we'll be able to le- uh, electronically ha- handle the show up there. So. <laughs> Famous last night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll be broadcasting there, and we'll be available to answer your questions. And well, we trust Milton completely. Oh, yeah. Ah, you're fools. He's he better than the engineers that they have over at Cayley. And next wow. radio engineer. Next weekend, you can uh, call Jerry and I, and we'll tell you about the landscape school if you want to participate. Uh, that's a, that'll be fun. If you got want to make some changes to your landscape, or you got a new house you want to put in a new landscape, it's a, basically an all-day program, including individual counseling. Hey, we got Sylvia on the line at 308-8867. Hi, Sylvia. Welcome to the show. Let's see if we can answer your questions before the show comes to an end. What's going on? Oh, hi, Milton. You mentioned something about the Salisbury Bloom. Um, Spring do you know right? when's it going to be and where is it going to be? It's going to be the 11th, right? What's that? Where is it? Spring Bloom. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's 9 a.m. on the 11th at their headquarters on um, two, oh. 281. On 281? Uh, 281 and, 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 um, and, and what? Mulberry. Um, San Pedro? 281 in Mulberry. Oh, 281 in Mulberry. Yeah, you can see oh. it for, see it from uh, 281. Oh, McAllister Freeway. Oh, 281 in Mulberry. Oh, okay. Right, right. It's and the that, same place it's been for the last two or three years. Oh, a lot of years, yeah. A lot of years? Okay. Yeah, since I left. Yeah, they used to have it over in the Botanical Center a long time ago, but they stopped having it, I guess, about right. four or five years ago. Yeah, we, we used to move it all around the uh, city. We'd have, you know, we'd have it at Whole Foods, and we'd have it on the west side and the east, east side. and uh, it. Uh, but it's a big event, free plant to everybody that attends, and then plant sales. Plant sales. And uh, lectures. This year it's going to be on rain gardens. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, the botanical. I used to see you guys over there. They used to have that. Um, people, you know, uh, used to perform jazz music, and they used to have those T-shirts, you know, giveaways. Yeah, and they yeah. Just, and then we then had a good they, time. They, we had a good time over there, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. For a long time, I used to go almost, you know, every year. And oh, yeah. Stop, and I asked Viva, them why, Viva Botanica. 
No, that was Jazz in right. the Garden yeah, she's thinking that's of. Right. Oh, okay. So now you say uh, 281 and, um, again, what was the other street? Mulberry. Mulberry, yeah. Mulberry, Mulberry. Okay. It, it was, Thanks. What, what, uh, anything else around there? Or I'm trying to place Trinity. Trinity Yeah, University. it's across the highway from Trinity University. Trinity University. Oh, okay. Okay, then thank you. Thank you very much. Y'all have a good weekend. Sure. Okay? Okay, you too. Maybe we can get I Mark know. Peterson on next year. Yeah. Next, next week. Okay. That's cool. All right, so we got about a minute left. Uh, what else, uh, real quick? Where do they go for more information on that, Calvin? Did you tell them? Uh, go, to, go to the Wilson County News website, wilsoncountynews.com, or just Google Wilson <laughs> County News, and uh, you can get the scheduled classes. Jerry's going to speak on tomato growing. I'm going to speak on butterflies, attracting butterflies in old-fashioned roses, and uh, there will be other speakers. Uh, too, so get that scheduled. Wilson County News website. All right, that's about it for today. I want to thank everybody for being a part of the show, and uh, thank you, of course, all of us for listening. Thanks to Carlo back at the station, getting all the calls on the air and helping us uh, sound so smooth and sound so good. In the meantime, uh, make sure you head on over here to Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road and take advantage of some great uh, gardening opportunities, some terrific plants, and some great sales, too. And as always, they can help you with your gardening questions as well. All right, we'll say goodbye for today, but join us next week for more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.